What are your thoughts on the Spurs season? Who do you think they should draft this year? Are there any free agents in this year's class that are worth the Spurs going after? How do you feel about that win? How do you feel about that loss? What do you think about DeJounte Murray's performance? What's your question? What's your comment? Do you want to get it heard? Do you want it heard across thousands of people? You want to type it in? You want to leave an audio message? You want to leave a video short to be put up on the channel? Well, now we're talking Spurs basketball. Head over to patreon.com backslash SpursTubeTV to connect with SpursTubeTV and get your shot and your opportunity to become involved with the channel and get your voice heard. All right, San Antonio Spurs fans, in this episode, we're going to talk about free agency. It's a little bit away. Usually it happens after the draft. You're talking about early August, late July, when the actual free agency period starts. Sometimes you hear a little bit of buzz, you know, beforehand, but it's still a little while away. So I know it's way too early. And that's what this episode is going to be. This episode is going to be a way too early free agency big board, which means that I haven't dove into exactly what the team needs. We haven't had the draft, so we don't know what what we're going to do on draft night. And, uh, you know, so that can really shape, you know, in which direction free agency takes place, right? So, or what form it takes place in. But I got five players that I want to talk about. Five players that I think will help this team win now and into the future. So, let's get into it. This is my way too early NBA free agency, big board. Coming up on the Spurs Tube podcast. All right, so let's start off by talking about the guys that are starting caliber players right now in the NBA. Uh, the first one right off the bat is DeAndre Ayton. The more I see him right now in the playoffs, the more I like. The more um, that I've seen him uh, behind the scenes, kind of seeing what he's all about behind the scenes. Because when you just see him play basketball, you don't get the full picture. You have to kind of know what type of teammate he is and what type of leadership qualities he has to really understand how good this guy is. This year, he uh, averaged 17.2 points. 10 rebounds, 1.4 assists. He shot 63% from the field. Um, you know, he was just a monster, 74% from the th- from the free throw line. So that's huge, 36% from three. Um, not really sure how many attempts he took this year from the three. Um, let me see if I can get some totals here. Uh, some totals, three-point attempts this year is he shot 19. He shot 19, he shot 20 last year. So, I mean, he's putting him up. You know, he's he's not afraid to let him go. Um, but let's talk about him a little bit more and, you know, about the Spurs. And the reason why I like DeAndre Ayton so much is because I've seen what type of pick and roll player DeJounte Murray is. And, you know, we've all kind of seen him operate it with LaMarcus Aldridge, really deferring, really deferring in that pick and roll. Um, but now you're starting to see him be aggressive scoring the ball and and really you know creating a little bit more with this big guy and i think a guy like deandre deandre ayton uh is only gonna like boost what deandre uh sorry i'm all tongue-tied what Dejounte murray does with the basketball um this year he had great chemistry with Jakob. i think i can easily see deandre 
just taking that up another level. Uh, there's a lot of admiral, little mini David Robinson, Robinson qualities that he brings to the table. Um, again, his leadership uh, is on another level. His, vo- his vocalness on 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 the defensive end is is impressive. It's very in- intellectual. It's, he's he's a very smart guy. He's vocal. He's a great teammate. Um, he understands the game. You know, for a big guy, that's that's pretty refreshing. Um, he's he's obviously gonna help the defensive side of the ball uh, for the Spurs and protecting the rim, protecting the paint, and just making them an overall better defensive unit. He's gonna help the rebounding issue. He's gonna help the protecting uh, shots at the rim issue for the Spurs. Uh, he really can be a big of the future. You know, if you're if you're talking about building around Dejounte, it's almost like the perfect Spurs fit to pair him with a big man like DeAndre Ayton, a guy that can do the things that he does, has the personality that he has. I mean, he was a number one overall pick. You know, I wasn't really a big fan of that decision. You know, Phoenix has has always done weird things to me in the draft. Like they drafted Jalen Smith. They could have had Devin Vassell. A lot of people don't realize that is that Devin Vassell literally could have been taken the pick before we did by the Phoenix Suns and they took Jalen Smith who's not even on the roster anymore. They they just they just do weird things like in the draft where where with Aiton, you know, I'm thinking Luka Doncic is the clear cut like generational type player in this draft and you know, well Luka it went fourth, which means Phoenix wasn't the only team to pass on him, but they passed on him early like it was before the draft even happened. It was like, "Oh no, they like Aiton." They like Aiden. They really like Aiden, which is weird for me because I don't know why they wouldn't commit to him the way they didn't. Um, he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. Um, I think believe he's scheduled to make around $30 million per year. So he's supposed to get that max extension, that huge, that huge extension that, you know, like Luca got, or at least it'll, it'll be on the table. Um, but he's not really your main guy. So I can see how like Phoenix maybe doesn't want to overpay him you know because they're more like well booker's our guy chris paul we're gonna ride with him and maybe ayton's just as good as chris paul makes him maybe maybe that's their mindset i don't know he was pretty good before paul got even better with paul obviously we know what chris paul does um in elevating the big man that he plays with i mean that's that's his whole deal you know and and i i feel like if we bring him to san antonio if we if we bring deandre ayton to san antonio um, yes, we're bringing a number one pick. We're bringing that type of caliber of player, even though he's very pigeonholed over there in Phoenix. I feel like he has his role. It's like be the best defender on the floor, um, you know, protect the rim, be vocal, be a leader, and on offense, you know, do do what we need you to do on offense. And and that's pretty much all he's he does. He's not primary. In other words, he's more secondary to their offensive. Um, machine but you know I feel if he was in San Antonio we would just capitalize on all that defensive um, ability that he showcased and we would just harness that IQ that he has on that side of the floor and and just take it up a notch and you can really maybe even see him kind of getting to that defensive player of the year type caliber defense if he joins San Antonio yes I think that's something that, that we all can maybe see but what I think is that we can actually expand on his role offensively. We need a guy that can actually do a little bit more offensively. And, you know, if we're running a pick and roll with him and DeJounte, it's like those, you know, you can even 
say that Aiton should be above DeJounte in the pecking order on offense. So let's go to him. Let's give him the, the ball. Let's let's find him in rolling to the rim. Let's throw him some lobs. Let's give him a couple hook shots. Let's give him the ball in the post. Like let's let's really go to him a little bit more and showcase him and make him a priority on offense versus him just kind of being one of the tools that are on that squad. You know, so that's that's what I like about DeAndre Ayton early on. I really like the fit with DeJounte Murray, obviously with any with anyone, but his 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 defensive tenacity and his ability to lead the 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 team on defense is what puts him at number one on my list. Number two, the other the other starter caliber guy that that we've been talking about already for a while is Zach Levine. Zach Levine, unlike DeAndre Ayton, is gonna be unrestricted in the free agent market, which means that, you know, whatever we offer DeAndre Ayton, if we offer him anything, the Phoenix Suns will be able to match him, keep him. Zach Levine, on the other hand, and actually all the other players on this list are are unrestricted. Uh, he can go wherever he wants. And if the team matches him, whatever, I mean, the, the, the Bulls can match the offer, but doesn't mean that he has to stay there. So Zach Levine's going to be able to go. Uh, he's expected to make somewhere around 30 million, 29 million dollars this, you know, this upcoming year. So, you know, back to back those first two guys on our list are are up there in the pay scale. You know, the Spurs last time the Spurs p- paid two guys like that, it was LaMarcus and DeMar both getting 25, 26 million dollars each, right? So, that's the last time we paid two guys to really carry that load. Um Zach Levine uh I love the com- the the camaraderie that he would bring to the Spurs with DeJounte Murray, both being from Seattle, they're homies. You can tell that they are they're close on Twitter. They're always tweeting at each other. They're both New Balance guys. They have that bond um, from being from the same place. I love that. I love the fact that he's a scorer first, and and we actually can make him a number one option. I think he's that good, and I think if we um, challenged him to do that, and if Pop built something around that idea that we would only expand on on his ability to score you know how we expanded on demar's ability to facilitate you know he was already kind of like a a a polished nba scorer i mean demar Derozan was an all-star already all that stuff and i feel like you know zach coming in it's a different story you know we can actually utilize his scoring to help this team win basketball games. Uh, another thing that I really like about the idea of Zach Levine is is actually requiring him to play a lot of defense. I think that's something that the Spurs and Coach Pop would do is, is demand that out of him. He showed in the Olympics where he uh, really was an X factor for that USA team this uh this past summer in tokyo he showed there that he can really d up he took pop's coaching well he was able to take another leap forward i think in his game and his confidence so that's that's pretty awesome you know the all-star thing and uh you know him him and dj being on the on the all-star team this year was awesome so i just really like the fact that they can play with a little extra grit and a little extra pride like if they're putting on not just for the Spurs and not just for San Antonio, but also for Seattle and Seattle basketball and all that stuff. Like I just, I just feel like that would translate over to the court. Well, and I think that would translate over to wins. Um, you know, so, so, and we would have two gold medalists on the team 
at that point too with him and Keldon Johnson. Uh, you know, here's here's uh, here's another thing though about Zach and the conversation that people bring up and is you know well, you know, does that mean that Devin Vassell have has to go to the bench or Keldon Johnson has to go to the bench? And you know, the answer is no. It, it really doesn't because really all you have to do is swap Zach Levine out for Doug McDermott. Like, you know, sit Doug McDermott. Um, Zach Levine this past season with Chicago played at the small forward position. So, I mean, you know, he can, we, we can slide Keldon to the power forward, which is where he was all for the past two seasons. You know, he's been there at the power forward position. You know, I've kind of been on the, on the boat of, you know, that not being a good idea, you know, like put Keldon at the three, get bigger at the four and, you know, whatever happens at the five is, is, is all good. You're set nice and tall, nice and big and athletic to compete, to defend longer, to, you know, contest shots better. Right. You know, with all that. Um, but if the Spurs are really committed, like they've been extra committed to this small ball mentality I mean, even having like Keita Bates Diop at the five sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was Jakob and, and what, and that's it. That's, I mean, like we would never really go big or double big. And so I'm saying we, we, we committed to the small ball stuff. So there's room for, for a lineup like DeJounte, Devin Vassell, Zach Levine, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertle. You know, or in this case scenario, um, DeAndre Ayton, you know, like, can that be a big three for the Spurs to compete with the rest of the Western Conference? DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton. Now, that's like a perfect world, my number one wish list scenario for this offseason, that if the Spurs are going into this year thinking like, you know what, we're going to commit to this free agent class. We think these are our guys. We think that DeAndre Ayton and Zach Levine uh, with DeJounte Murray at the point and the surrounding cast that we're going to put around them of, of complementary pieces like a great 3 and D player like Devin Vassell, a grit and grind guy like Keldon Johnson, a young and budding superstar that might just swing your upside and, and Josh Primo and three future first round picks this year. I mean, I don't know how that, I don't think it can work out, you know, financially that way, but like, let's just say like that is the vision. I'm all behind that vision, you know, building around those three guys, you know, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense on paper. So, you know, that's just, you know, this, this is the wish list episode. This is the way too early wish list. DeAndre Aiden and Zach Levine are on the top of my top five. When we get right back, we're going to get into the third guy on the board. Okay, this one's kind of out of nowhere, and I, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I've done all my research, and I've been a big fan of this player for so long, and I'm all about what he does, and, and he's a perfect spur and all that. No, none of it. TJ Warren. TJ Warren, I'm still just kind of super impressed from what he did in the bubble a few years ago now. Uh, you know, he went off and really showed this like, whoa, TJ Warren, Warren actually can drop like 50 points in a game, 40 points in a game. Like what? Like no way. It's like, yeah, he actually can. Now he didn't play this year, you know, due to injury. 
but on his career, he's averaging 15 points a game. You know, he's a double-digit scorer, anywhere anywhere between 15 to 21, 22 points a game. You know, so he can do it. He's done it for multiple seasons in his career now. Uh, so I like the idea of having a guy that's coming off injury, uh, that has that upside that can just like, you know, blow up, you know, he can just really be a guy that drops 20 a game for you and just, you know, low key, just maybe is one of the better players on your team. TJ Warden Warren has been with the Pacers for the past few years. And, um, you know, so there hasn't been much of him since the bubble and he's been dealing with injuries. But what a flash in the pan that was. It was it was spectacular. Like, honestly, like, go back and, and Google TJ Warren bubble highlights. And you're like, dang, who is this guy? Like, this guy is like Kawhi Leonard. Who is this, who is this dude? He's 6'8", 220. He's a, he's a small forward, you know? So it's kind of that similar situation with Zach Levine where it's like, okay, we'll slide KJ at the, at the power forward. Let him stay there. And, and then you insert this guy. Um, you know, four rebounds a game on his career, uh, nothing too impressive there, you know, but he does shoot 50% from the field, uh, on the, on his career, he's only 35 from the three point line. Um, but there was something special brewing about this guy, uh, in the bubble, right? So, you know, he would be a potential, you know, starter. I don't know if he would, I don't know if he's willing to come off the bench. I don't know where he is in his rehab process, but obviously he can score. You're you're concerned about the injuries a little bit, um, but maybe he has like a little bit of a redemption in him, and and it would be just a, a kind of cool fit to bring him to San Antonio to kind of do the whole kind of Zach Collins treatment and rehab and kind of come into the season and and will ease him in and and develop him and let him kind of grow and let him help the team kind of be a veteran on the team you know that's kind of what i like i don't know so that's that's number three on my list tj warren number four kyle anderson come home kyle slow-mo we're ready we're sorry we ever let you go i think if you're talking to um spurs fans you know we we still look at you and just see you in a spurs jersey come home bro come home and just worry about ding up lead by example, uh, be a guy that can talk and, 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 and share his experience to our young players now that he has not just with the Spurs, but with Memphis, another winning organization. And, and, you know, he helped that young team in that crucial period of time where they were coming up kind of where we're at now, you know, where jaw was younger his first year and all that, you know, I remember that year, um, it was Tony Parker retirement night and, they came into our house and beat us. And honestly, I, we haven't been able to beat them really ever since that night. Um, when Tony Parker, man, poor guy, it was supposed to be like an easy game. All right, Memphis, they're a young team. All right. We had DeMar DeRozan, all that stuff. Okay, great. And they came in and and whooped us. And from then on, it's, it's been all she wrote. And Kyle Anderson, uh, was, was on that, was on that, was on the floor of that game. And well, you know, I'm just, I'm just really, thinking he can bring a size advantage to a position for us right now. He can really calm these young guys down, you know, really get them seeing the game in in uh, w- with a more experienced lens. He just makes kind of those right plays. Uh, he's still a great defender. He can shoot well. He can score well. He's a great teammate. Um, you know, and if he can add some depth, obviously, like, coming off the bench would be where he would, where I see him, 
helping the squad. And, uh, you know, if he can do that for us, and that would be that would be great. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I think he's somewhere around 14, 15 million this offseason. Um, so we'll see what see what we can do. Maybe slow-mo, a slow-mo return to San Antonio is in play. We'll find out. We have the money for it, you know, but just depends on what we're going to do with this money. Uh, what we're going to do with our draft picks. Everything decides, everything gets decided on all that, man. So the first, you know, lottery, right? Lottery this month in a few weeks. Um, going back to TJ Warren, though, real quick, 19 million, I think, is what he's expected to make next season. Uh, that's a lot coming to a guy uh, that's been injured the whole year previous. And in San Antonio, the next highest paid guy is like 18 or 17 million, right? So, um, no, I, I just don't see that TJ Warren thing happening financially at 19 million. But if he wants to come to San Antonio for less, maybe that would work. I don't know. Kyle Anderson, though, 15 million. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. You know, 12, maybe 12. Help us out, Kyle. Help us out, slow mo. Um, okay, last person on my way too early list. It's, it's, it's a short board. To be honest, this free agent class isn't the best class. Um, it's really top heavy. And even the guys at the top, you don't, you don't really want any part of, <laughs> um, guys like James Harden, Kyrie Irving. And, and it's like, you know what? No, no, I think, I think, I think not. Right. So there's some, there's some talent on this, on, on the master list, right. The, the whole 2020 free agent list, but talking about helping this team, the last guy that I picked out is Chris Boucher from Toronto. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but when you go back and you think about that Toronto game, there's that really lanky looking guy. Uh, he's super tall, super skinny. Uh, Boucher is B-O-U-C-H-E-R. And he is like a small forward, power forward, more of a power forward, I was I would say. But he just brings length and versatility because he can kind of do it all. He's like a little mini version of, of like a Kevin Durant, right? Like he's, but he, he, he can't nearly do it on a level <laughs> that Kevin can, right? Um, is what I've seen is like, you know, he can shoot the three, he can shoot off the dribble for his height and, and for his length. It's just kind of crazy. And when he can be aggressive at the rim and he's had some good games against us, I'll tell you that. I mean, basing Mike's from what I saw in the playoffs, he played a little bit here and there, um, you know, but during the regular season, he's very involved with that team. And, um, you know, that Toronto always picks up good guys, you know, coming from Toronto, we, we, we know that he's going to be developed. We know he's going to be a good character guy. We know that he's going to, um, be one of those sleeper dudes that no one really picked up on earlier on in his career. And, you know, and, um, it's, it's very Spursy, you know, he's a very Spursy pick. I think he's from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so Chris Boucher, uh, 13 million dollars unrestricted free agent i don't know if we'd you know 10 million dollars three years 10 million three you know 30 year i'm sorry 30 million on for three years something like that with like a a player option at the end or a team option or something going on there at the end of his contract that that's that's what i would like so you know my my board from top down goes deandre ayton zach levine uh I would totally get behind them two coming to San Antonio, linking up with DeJounte, and, and that being the big three of the future, right? And then we have our supporting cast guys of Vassell, 
uh, a really good supporting cast, right? Of Vassell, Primo, and, and Keldon, really. You know, so, and then whatever we do at the draft this year. So we'll see. Um, then you got TJ Warden. I feel like I'm saying Warden like from a prison, but it's Warren. <laughs> TJ Warren. It's kind of like that sleeper pickup. Like if it just kind of came out from a Woj bomb somewhere, like Spurs sign TJ Warren. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a guy that didn't play at all last season, but was really good like two, three years ago. Who's maybe going to try to work his way back to being really good. And you never know. He actually might be really good. We'll see. Yeah, sounds that sounds like a Spurs thing to do, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It kind of makes sense in a way. I don't know. Kyle Anderson, the return of Slomo to San Antonio, uh, and Chris Boucher. Uh, that's that's my full list. That's my full list uh, right now. My top five free agents that I would like to see come to San Antonio this off season. Just to remind you guys to check out the YouTube channel. We got a new uh, weekly update video coming this weekend on saturday we're talking um the high points of san antonio spurs news out there so make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel the youtube channel if you have not uh rate this podcast down below um it's good to to, to be with you guys the schedule is kind of rolling out to be a thursday podcast saturday weekly update on youtube i'm trying to do a film room now every once in a while so so make sure you guys subscribe to the youtube channel a lot of fun stuff going on over there all right spurstubetv.com and i'll catch you guys on the next one this has been the spurs tube podcast i'm rob Dreho jr adios